Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. We are recapping the week's nerdy news from the Sunderland Corporation to Center City and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me as always is Steve Howler. What's up, Steve? Well, finally got a chance because everyone was away this weekend to catch up on some reading. So it's been a good weekend. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Can't wait to talk about that when we get to comic books. Oh, yeah. Got some reading done. I got a little bit of reading done, Um, not anything new, but I guess we'll talk about that later. There's a big teaser for later on in the episode. (laughs) Do you think think anyone's favorite part of this podcast is when we talk about what we've read? I feel like that's probably... There might be like a person and we don't know them. It's like some (laughs) random listener that's like, yeah, oh yeah, okay. (laughs) I feel like people are like, uh, I usually tune out when they talk about what they've read after they go over the movies and TV and actual comic announcements then i'm like man i don't care what you guys read i don't care about one shots <laughs> um so steve um last week a week ago tonight we did a regular episode and then a day or two later we did another episode a bonus you got a bonus episode listeners watchers last week uh, and that bonus episode was all about the dc uh universe and their new slate james gunn announced the new slate for the dc universe um, and we talked about it for hour and change, hour and 15 minutes or so. If you haven't um, heard any of that information, you should go back and listen to that episode. Because, um, Steve, you sent me a screenshot of our our numbers, and apparently that That's, one was way up. People seem way to up. want to hear about the James Gunn news. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Um, way up. So if any of you uh, people that listened to that last episode are listening to this one, Thank you for listening, and thank you for sticking around. Thank you for coming back, and that goes the same if anyone's watching us on Twitch, everyone's watching us on YouTube. Thank you very much uh, for joining us and listening to us. Also, you may remember, listeners, watchers, Steve, you may remember that on that episode where we talked about the James Gunn announcements, uh, we said, probably won't have a whole lot of DC news next week. Not really thinking that there's going to be much because they just announced everything. Well, guess what? We got we were some. wrong. <laughs> we were wrong. Uh, we got one piece of actual news and uh, a few bits of what I uh, refer to as the DC announcement fallout. Just kind of like some scraps either that we missed that were uh, talked about or things that have come out after the fact. And we're going to run through those right now. So apparently, I believe this was something that happened during um, the initial not the initial announcement, but like when he talked to the press um, the day before the public announcement, this is something that was asked that he he was asked about and that he clarified. And we talked about on our recap episode, we talked about Superman and Lois, the show uh, that originally aired on the CWs now is on C uh, HBO max. I think, I think it's still on the CW also, but they're slowly kind of turning it into an HBO max original because I think CW is getting bought or turned into something else. Um, and as you and I talked about, um, we've heard that Superman and Lois is a very popular show for HBO Max, one of the most watched series that they have on that streaming service, which is crazy. I've seen the first season and a half or so. It's very good. I need to catch up. I I just kind of fell out of watching it. I got to get back into it. It's really good. I like it a lot. Um, and we assumed that that was going to get canceled, I guess, because all the other CW shows have been canceled, but apparently that's not the case. It's going to fold into the DC Elseworlds banner. 
we spoke about. Anything that's not under their mainline continuity is going to be uh, branded as a DC Elseworlds story. And um, James Gunn clarified that, that Superman and Lois will continue for a few more seasons. I think he said one or two more seasons. He said, quote, it's a show that everybody likes, so it's going to keep going for a little bit. And I'm all down with that. Um, the more Superman you can give me. <laughs> I, because, like, I guess we got to wait two years for the Superman movie. So you got to have some kind of Superman content out there. You want to, like, keep the vibe going. And so when that show ends be like oh well if you miss that show here's a brand new superman for you go see this movie and continue your love of superman so that's cool i'm glad we got some clarification on that uh speaking of clarification he also uh he being james gunn clarified a comment he made about the flash resetting the entire dcu um somebody asked him online if it was a full 100 reboot meaning that his was his dcu going to be a full reboot something he hasn't specifically commented on. And he said, nope. Flash resets many things, but not all things. Some characters remain the same, some do not. I think we were kind of understanding that to be the case, it seemed like. I mean, if he's announcing Amanda Waller, you know, the Amanda Waller series and Viola Davis is coming back, and that's clearly not everything is, not every character is changing. You mean but, EGOT winner Viola Davis? Yeah, I just saw that. She wanted, she's uh, an EGOT person. Yeah. As what did she win? The was the Grammy. She won a thing? Grammy tonight, and I have no idea for what. For what. Um, Grammys are recorded stuff. What I didn't know that she was. Yeah, she no, it's recorded anything. I boggled my mind, but I saw it all over the uh, the socials as uh, that she was an egot, which really. I saw that too, but I also did not investigate in any way. Uh, for those of you who may not know, an EGOT is E-G-O-T. It stands for people who have won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Um, it's a very select group of people that have won all four of those awards. And tonight, Viola Davis became an EGOT winner or person. I don't know what she's won anything for. I think What did she win her Oscar for? Uh, uh, help? Was that that movie she was in? Maybe. Yeah. No, even vamping doesn't. Oh, there we go. Uh, fences. <laughs> oh, fences. Uh, Oscar okay, for fences. Yeah, right. uh, primetime Emmy for How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that show. Uh, Grammy for Finding Me, audiobook narration. Oh, wow. Uh, right. And the Tony for uh, two Tonys. One for King Hedley II and one for Fences. Oh, damn. So, yeah. Wow, so you can just read a book and then get an award for it, huh? And that she did. Good for her. Congratulations, oh, they, Amanda Waller. So they rolled that into the uh, Best Spoken Word album. Oh, it was changed okay. to Best Audiobook, Narration, and Storytelling Recording. Hmm, interesting. I guess no one's... Not as many people are putting out spoken word records as they used to, I guess. Yeah, Carrie Fisher is one one. In 2018. Carrie Fisher, oh. Yep. For what, like a book that she read? Uh, the Princess Diarist. Oh, I yep. have that book and I have not read it. Her memoir. Yep. Yep. Um, I should read it. Um, okay, what else do we... Uh, oh, I thought this was very interesting. Not James Gunn, but his uh, partner in the DCU, uh, Peter Safran, producer extraordinaire, came out defending Warner Brothers' decision to cancel Batgirl. Whoa. Um, and the, this, I'm about, I'm about to read a quote from him yeah. that kind of, um, I don't know. It shed a little bit of a different light on the movie 
and I, I guess I hadn't heard any insider really talk about it like this, but he said the following. Batgirl is a character that inevitably we will include in our story. Right away, that's awesome. Love it. Great to hear. He goes on to say, I saw the movie, and there are a lot of incredibly talented people in front of and behind the camera on that film. But that film was not releasable. And it happens sometimes. That film was not releasable. <laughs> Says it twice. He goes on to say, I actually think that Zaslav, meaning David Zaslav, head of Warner Brothers, and the team made a very bold and courageous decision to cancel it because it would have hurt DC. It would have hurt those people involved. So, wow. That, that tell, he, <laughs> twice in the same quote, he says that film was not releasable. That makes me think it was bad. It was just a bad movie, yeah. I guess. I mean, everything I've seen from it, I've seen behind the scenes stuff, I've seen like photos, and it all looked super cool. But, I mean, cool looking stuff doesn't necessarily make a good movie. This is the first time I've any, any seen, this is the first time I've seen somebody from Warner Brothers come out and kind of say without saying this was too bad. This was a bad movie. We couldn't yeah. release this movie because it was bad. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I guess I still don't know if it's true. We're, we're never going to know if it's true because we're never going to see Batgirl, um, which is still a bummer. I still would have rather had seen a bad Batgirl movie than no Batgirl movie, I guess. But, Fair. um, you know, he's still talking about, um, Batgirl's going to be included in the story. Maybe we'll get a background movie down the line. Maybe it will be Leslie Grace still. That'd be cool. Um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, last but not least, this, is really, this isn't really a quote, and I almost included this in the comic section of the show, but we got else to talk about when we get down to there. Um, after the, the announcement of the DC slate, um, and I think it's partially because James Gunn's openly talking about the comics that these stories that these movies are kind of inspired by or the stories that are inspired that they're taking inspiration from in the case of the Supergirl movie, they're di uh, directly adapting a, a series, uh, Supergirl woman of tomorrow. Um, Amazon, uh, at first I, I, like a day or two after like the number, the top three selling books on Amazon were Supergirl woman of tomorrow, Grant Morrison's Batman omnibus and, um, the uh, All-Star Superman graphic novel. Um, those were the top three selling books on Amazon the day after. And now it's been reported that Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, Grant Morrison's Batman Omnibus Volume 1, and collections of The Authority have all sold out on Amazon. Um, so much so that uh, James Gunn had to, they didn't have to, but he tweeted something about, I have spoken to Jim Lee, who is uh, executive over at DC Comics, Still weird every time um, I hear that. For the record, I know, right? <laughs> like it's just I, to me, he's he's still writing the X Men. So, <laughs> uh, to me, he's still drawing Batman, right? But I I know that he was with Marvel before he was with DC. But hey, he we has, won one. <laughs> yeah, 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 he is. Or ultimately lost it, I guess. I guess, yeah. Um, but yeah, he is. He has climbed the corporate ladder. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> much sure. so. Um, but. Uh, he tweeted, James Gunn tweeted something. I, I've spoken to Jim Lee about the, the the selling out of the books, and he assures me that they're on it and they're publishing more volumes and you know they're going to make, make more copies available for people that may want to read these books. Um, 
and I am one of them because I started collecting Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, but like I mentioned in the recap episode, I fell off of it, so I haven't read the entire story. I would love to, so I really want to get a collected edition of that. I do want to dive into more of Grant Morrison's Batman. I've read some of it. I have a collection. Um, I just uh, would like to, would like, um, I don't know, another, I the follow-up, I guess, from the one that I have, so I can kind of keep going. And I'd love to read more of The Authority because I'm so very... Um, not familiar with that. As I mentioned, I want to reread All-Star Superman. So um, please restock these. I also, uh, we were talking a little bit before uh, we went, uh, we went live here about how we saw um, some screenshots of uh, the, the single issues of these, of either these books or uh, issues of these characters that James Gunn has talked about inspiring the films. These, the issues are now spiking in, um, in uh price basically yeah in worth i should say i i saw my issue number one of super supergirl woman of tomorrow which i own uh, apparently is now when i bought it for what three dollars four dollars yeah. is now a forty dollar book um on amazon huh. so uh that's pretty good i think and uh you know there's also other like you know not even mint condition versions of swamp things first appearance are now going for over a grand on ebay uh so to see what uh, old Swamp Thing issues I have, where Booster Gold is oh, another one that's like kind of climbing in value. Right. All these like lower level characters that are starting to shoot up. So um, we shall see um, what happens. But yeah, I hope that they restock those because I want to buy them. And speaking of Swamp Thing, excuse me, just got to take a drink. We have an actual piece of news. Regarding Swamp Thing, you may recall in the DC announcement, Swamp Thing was the kind of the one that they had the least information about. They talked about the least. They said, we're doing a Swamp Thing movie. It's going to be a dark horror film about the character's origins. And goodbye. <laughs> that was kind of it. Wait, dark horror? Hmm. Yeah. Isn't Weird. Great? Never would have expected. Wait, a dark film about a superhero. I wonder I who could possibly be the director that could, on this. That would... Uh, that would probably be R-rated. It would probably yeah. be an R-rated yep. superhero movie. There's not a ton of those. There's a, uh, there's like maybe non non well, Deadpool versions. <laughs> there's two Deadpool's. There's the Suicide Squad. Yep. There is uh, Birds of Prey. Yep. And, no, and none also. of those would qualify as horror or dark. No. Well, it's like a darker R-rated superhero movie. I can't quite sink my claws into it. That that should have been nominated for Best Picture. It makes me cry every time I watch it. So I only have seen it twice because <laughs> I love it and I own it, but I won't watch it because it's right. devastating. So, yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Logan. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Logan. James Mangold, director of Logan, director of The Wolverine, and director of the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, is in talks currently closing a deal according to The Hollywood Reporter, closing a deal to direct Swamp Thing for DC Studios. Mangold is apparently a big fan of the character and is uh, close to closing a deal to direct a Swamp Thing movie. Um, apparently, the day... I missed this, but the day of the announcement, Mangold tweeted a picture of Swamp Thing, so these conversations have been going on for a little bit. Um, and then James Gunn retweeted that picture of Swamp Thing tweeted by James Mangold. Um, and uh, I guess that that was enough for the Hollywood Reporter to start investigating and uh, now have broken this story. 
Apparently, uh, Mangold's next project after Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is going to be a Bob Dylan biopic for Paramount, which I'm all about. Um, and following that, it's possible that his next project after the Bob Dylan thing would be Swamp Thing. So, I mean, we know we're like years out from any of this stuff. We're two years away from a Superman movie. Um, and everything else is two or two or more years away. Right. Um, so he certainly has time to make a Bob Dylan biopic while whoever is going to write this movie is writing it. And then he can come on board and do it. So, uh, Steve, what do you think of James Mangold taking on Swamp Thing? Well, uh, if past is precedent, I'm all in. Um, yeah. You know, for for all the stupidity of and I think we've been over this before, like with the Wolverine uh, for for all the stupidity that happened with the first one. Uh, the second one was a much better film. and The second one does not get enough credit. The Wolverine yeah. is a good movie. That is a really good movie. Like, it gets a little CGI heavy Yeah, it doesn't towards quite the hold end, up but as, like, as much as it could, but it's definitely, yeah. like, I don't know. it's I, worth watching. I feel like... I feel the same complaint I get about I hear about the Wolverine is the same complaint I hear about Wonder Woman is like the third act falls apart or like the third act is just it turns into like a CGI superhero fight. It's like, well, what do you expect? It is a superhero movie. Like, what do you expect the third act to be? Of course, that's going to be the big fight. So, right. like, well, and it was what, also a movie? superhero movie before it became like completely mainstream to have superhero movies where you could yeah. do something different if you wanted to. Back right, then, it was exactly. like, you have Wolverine. He's going to cut things. Yeah, he's going to fight the bad guy. <laughs> and the bad guy happens to be the silver samurai, and it's a giant CGI samurai. But, like, mm-hmm. who, what? That's fine. Other, well, otherwise, what? He's going to be fighting... Like, the other trope of superhero movies is, like, they end up fighting an evil version of themselves or whatever. Right. Like, Iron Man just fights an evil guy in an Iron Man suit. You know what I mean? Like, that yep. happens all the time. And so, like, so what? He's going to fight Sabretooth, and it's going to be boring? It's it like, give him, like, an... comics, uh, too. Right, exactly. But like, give him a threat, you know, like give him something that can take him out, give him a big CGI. And that's the same thing with Wonder Woman, too. It's just like, well, at the end, it just became a big CGI fight. It's like, well, Wonder Woman has like Superman ish powers. Like, you want to see her use those things. So you got to give her like a big, yeah. but, scary thing to fight. Otherwise, yeah. just what are, you, what, are we, what are we doing here? But it's also <laughs> not know? a trope. Like, we just mentioned how much we love Mangold's other offering, Logan, which the yeah. culmination was literally him fighting himself. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's like, true. That was the actual end of the movie. <laughs> the most literal version of that trope is in Logan, which is one of the best superhero movies ever made. Yeah, you're right. So there's yeah. ways to do it that work. Yeah, I don't know. Right, Just if make a movie seen... that doesn't suck. That's all we're yeah, asking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like James Gunn said, it's not superhero movie fatigue. It's bad movie fatigue. Right. You're right, Steve. Yeah. You're right. Um, so yeah, go watch the Wolverine. If you haven't watched the Wolverine, it's very good. Even if you don't like the third act, the first two acts are wonderful. Yeah. And watch. for all of whatever, you know, your thoughts are on Frank Miller, uh, that it's based off that 1982, like the original yep. run. And, uh, Where that was a Japan. great, great run of comics. Yeah. Most of which and I that's had another right reason there. Nice. And that's another reason that it's cool because it puts him in a completely different environment yeah. than you've ever seen him before. There's yep. no X-Men. There's no like Xavier's Institute. It's just he's in Japan. Yeah. And it's wild. It's great. I should watch that again. You've actually anyway, convinced me to go watch it again now. <laughs> yeah. 
We should do a commentary for it. We, every go. once in a while, you and I talk about recording a commentary for a movie. I think that would be fun. I don't think anyone would listen to it or do No, it, but that but would be amazing. It would be, <laughs> be fun for me and you to do, at least. Yeah, dude. Just uh, I'll, Yeah, I'll bring the mixer over. We'll, we'll just plug yeah? in, run a couple of mics <laughs> to it, call it a day. That'd be great. MST3K um, the shit. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Um, Cool. So I'm very excited about James Mangold doing Swamp Thing. I think... It was the day of. It was the day of the James Gunn announcement that I had this weird epiphany that I thought, "Oh my god! If they ever make a Swamp Thing movie, uh, they should get Guillermo del Toro to direct it. That would be the greatest thing." Right? Like your face when I said that just yeah. like lit up <laughs> like a light bulb. Like you like, like, "What? Like, oh man, that'd be great." <laughs> I'm hit or miss on Guillermo del Toro in general, but like, Think that about would that. be that'd perfect. Be great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or I would have been in. I would have been in also, but I also take James Mangold. Uh he's a great writer, he's a great director. Did he I think he also did uh Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash biopic, so hmm. I could be wrong. Well, might be why he's else. got tabbed for the Dylan one. But if I'm right, then yeah. Uh the Dylan one's gonna be good. He did Ford Who's versus gonna... Ferrari. Yep, he did walk oh, the yeah, line. Oh yeah, that's right. I yep. forgot he did four verse Friday too. So yeah, he's this guy's a good filmmaker. And if this is any indication of the level of creators that they're going after for these movies, then this is a really good sign. You know what I mean? Like if James Gunn is going to end up directing a Superman movie, then you get James Mangold to do a Swamp Thing movie. Like this is like a it's a really good sign. Like you're going for top tier talent, and I hope this I hope it continues that way. Things, you just read something that you want to read. I saw it in your face. I'm, I'm confirming. Okay, things I did not expect. James Mangold wrote the screenplay for Oliver and Company. I don't know if you remember that 1988 animated Disney movie. Disney movie. You know I do. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently wow. he wrote the screenplay or co-wrote the screenplay for it. Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitting the deep cuts here. Because oh, oh, I'm amazing. pretty sure there's a good number of our listeners that are like, what the hell movie is that? What are you talking actually, about? Actually, no. I'm pretty sure most of our listeners are our age and actually would understand that reference. Yeah, probably. Um, That's very interesting. Wow, he's been in the biz a long time then. Good for him. Good job, James Mangold. I'm excited that he's doing Swamp Thing. I'm, I'm, I, I, like I just said, I'm excited that they're going after like somebody, even if he doesn't end up doing it, which I feel like if THR is reporting it, then he probably right. is going to end up doing it. Um, but the fact that they're even going after this level of filmmaker is exciting to me. And that someone like James Mangold, because it's it's a weird situation that these creators are being asked to walk into where it's like, yeah, we want you to make a movie, but also I'm a different, I'm James Gunn. I know that I'm also just a writer director, but if you're doing something I don't like, I'm going to tell you to change it. Mm -hmm. Is that cool? You know, like it's weird it's got to be weird for filmmakers to be taking notes from not studio people. I guess he is. A, I guess James Gunn is a studio person now, but he's also just like another writer director. Right. So it's got to be weird for them to be taking notes from another writer director. Um, I don't know. It's just strange, I guess. But uh, hopefully he's offering enough freedom to attract big names like this and they can keep they can really get some like auteur filmmakers in. Yeah. To you know, he, he talked about like letting them writers and directors like express their vision and stuff, and not worrying about you know like the 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 fun of getting everything to fit together 
later on is like part of the challenge. So like, I think that'll bode well anyway. Yeah. Enough DC I'd, stuff. I was going to say, I'd say we move from some, some strange in the DC universe to some strange in a very different way for the Marvel universe. Yeah. Let's talk about some Marvel stuff or at least one Marvel thing. Yeah. Um, this is weird. So we all know like the, this is the new Ant-Man movies coming out in a couple of weeks. Ant-Man right. and the Wasp quantum mania. And they released the a trailer for it. And yep, it was a talked good about trailer, trailer, and we talked about it. And one thing they showed yep. in the trailer was Scott Lang on a press tour for his memoirs. For a book that he has written. Right. Yes. He's a, uh, an author, apparently. Yep. So, um, titled Look Out for the Little Guy was the... Yes. Make, the name of know, the book in fitting, the trailer. Fitting book. Um, and did you ever think that a fictional biography or memoir by a Marvel superhero would end up crossing your Amazon wish list? No. Because it can now. No. It can now. Uh, currently, the in-universe book, Look Out for the Little Guy, from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, is now available for pre-order. A real-life book. You'll be able to on, to really own a copy of this book. For twenty six ninety nine, dollars you can order a hardcover version of Look Out for the Little Guy. Twenty six ninety nine. Yep. Wow. Uh, written by, quote-unquote, Scott Lang. I'm sure it was not written by the uh, fictional character. And I'm sure it was not written by Paul Rudd no. <laughs> either. Um, available for pre-order. Uh, this is weird. I... Okay, well, the, the most confounding thing about this for me... I, I get this is like a cool like marketing thing. Yeah, oh yeah. Right, for the movie? Yep. Which you would have thought would come out in conjunction with the movie. Weirdest thing about this, yes, Steve, is that the movie comes out on February 17th. The book comes out on September 5th. What? Yeah. No idea. I, they're, I, they're just like, they just want people to pre-order it now, I guess, while they're excited for the movie. But it doesn't come out till September 5th? Steve? You, you would think hype I don't know what you... Would die at that point. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know what happens in Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania, but I can't imagine anyone really caring about it this much by September 5th. You know what I mean? Like, no. I don't know. I mean, not to, like, shit on other stuff Marvel has coming out or anything, but, like, personally, I can't imagine ever, ever reading this book. <laughs> like, this doesn't seem like anything I would ever want to read. If you're a huge Marvel fan, you want to put it on your shelf as, like, a, a part of your collection or something, like, I get that, but, like, what is this, what is even going to be in this book? Gonna, I don't know. Like, I was trying, what is this? Like, I was looking for tie-ins or anything along those lines, and it's like, Guardians is out in May, Secret Invasion's out sometime before that. Like, so there's going to be Echo. two other, at least two to three other Marvel projects before this book even Loki comes out. Loki will be before that. Yeah. The Marvels, the Marvels will be before that. I, <laughs> so many other things. <laughs> it's like Ironheart and X-Men 97 are what's on the Fall 23 slate. So people are going to order this book and get it in September and then be like, oh, right. I remember this movie that now is in the past. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This is what the, this is the synopsis of the book. I just pulled it up. This is the official synopsis. 
uh, or this uh, description in look out for the little guys. Scott Lang shares with the world a bracingly honest account of his struggles and triumph from triumphs from serving time to being a divorced dad to becoming Ant-Man and joining the Avengers. These are stories of epic battles won and lost as this everyman turned superhero finally tells all from the official account of what really happened between the Avengers and Thanos to how shrinking down to ant size really feels and the challenges of balancing the roles of heroes and dad. Not done yet. Across his many adventures, big and small, Scott has gathered the wisdom of countless amazing experiences into this, the first memoir from a real-life Avenger. Once you learn the unforgettable details of his epic journey, you won't need to be reminded to look out for the little guy. Wow. So that's all, like, fun, but he's not a real person. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I think that was... I don't even know what to think of that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I, as someone who buys many Marvel things, uh, that will yeah. not be one of them. Yeah, I, I, this isn't the first time that like a uh, a show or a movie has published an in-universe book. Like I remember, like I really like that show Veep. You ever watched Veep? Yeah. Yep. It's so funny. It's it's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Julia uh, Louis Dreyfus playing the same character she does in every show, but making it work. Yeah, and just yeah. being, you know, vice president of the United States, right. but just still a complete asshole. It's just so funny. Um, uh, Selena Meyer, her character in that show, wrote a book, and my uh, friend of mine uh, owns a copy of that actual book, mm-hmm. and he has read it, and he said it's very funny, and like, and I'm sure it's very I, funny if it's written by the people that wrote the show. I'm sure it's funny, but like, I still have no desire to read that book, even though it's from a show that one of my favorite shows ever. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to read that. I'm sorry. Well, and this will be the same thing. I mean, it's it's going yeah. to be a funny read, probably. Sure, I but, hope. I don't know. Doesn't really. But I it, I got enough. I I have a big enough stack of other shit I haven't read. <laughs> yeah, I would rather read actual adventures of Ant Man in comic book form than right. read this book. Like, I want to read about Ant Man. I'll just read about Ant Man. I don't need to read a fictional biography of him. I have J.R.R. Tolkien's The Fall of Numenor up there. It's probably dry as a popcorn fart, but I'd rather read that <laughs> over anything else. All and, right. And now I've broken I mean, hey, <laughs> if you're listening or watching to this and you were like super excited for the Ant-Man book, then we're sorry that we just shit all over that idea. Then and, let and us know what you thought. Let of us, that. if you buy it and you get it on September 6th, I, assuming that you get it on September 5th and you completely read it in 24 hours, let us know. We will look out for an influx of emails and uh, direct messages um, yeah. on your your thoughts on the Ant-Man book. You know, by I the time this comes out, of. yeah, by the time this comes out, we're going to forget we said this. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, why be are like, these people talking about what? Ant-Man? <laughs> uh, we're just kidding. No one's actually going to. Uh, read that book <laughs> or talk to us about it. Oh, God. I would be really interested to see. We should set a reminder to see what the actual sales of this book are. Yeah. Like, how many people actually order this book? Is is it anybody? What is going on? We should we should try to remember to do that. I'm in all anyway. honesty. I may actually. I'll put uh. I'll put something in my calendar that just says Ant Man for September fifth. Be like <laughs> Ant Man oh. book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey Siri, remind me who to look up who bought the Ant-Man book. Right. In 10 months from now. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, We've... moving on. 
we've just alienated a huge chunk of our fan base, I'm sure. I don't know. I, every once in a while, I say something really shitty about Marvel, too, so I'm yeah. sure they might have already be mad at me. Um, hey, you, Marvel people, I like Marvel. I like Marvel a lot. Steve loves Marvel. If you're mad at me, just keep loving Steve. You don't have to stop listening to the show. <laughs> you can be like, I listen for Steve, but that Mike guy talks too much. That's probably true anyway. Um, moving on into a galaxy far, far away. This is not really a story, but Steve and I like talking about Star Wars. So, you know, there we go. And there's been a few instances in recent weeks where we have mentioned uh, one Daisy Ridley, either giving quotes about her opinions on the twists and turns of her character Ray's story throughout the sequel trilogy. Or um, that she had lunch at Lucasfilm not too long ago. Um, wondering what that could possibly have been about. Uh, she was asked of whether or not she would ever return to Star Wars or do another movie or reprise the role of Rey in any way. And she said the following. Honestly, I have no idea. I feel like Rey's story ended in a wonderful way with the last film. Debatable. It's already been an insane three years since that film came out. I feel like quite a different person. I feel like I should be reading this in an English accent or it won't make sense. <laughs> I feel like quite a different person. Uh, we've all gone through a massive change in the last three years with lots of crazy things happening. I think she's referencing uh, the pandemic. So I really don't know where if there are any plans. I just don't know. I love my experience. I loved what I got to do and I love the people I got to work with. So should that ever happen again, even once, amazing because the dream is to really be around nice people that make you feel good and feel heard while you do good work so that's like the classic actors non-answer right it's about, the the actor equivalent yeah. of uh, coach speak from any athletics it's like you're saying something without saying it like anytime somebody asks you yeah. a question you're like yeah i would do this but maybe i won't but maybe i will but maybe i won't but yeah. maybe i will and i'd like to but i can't but i don't it's like just keep throwing things at it and something will stick yeah and it's like be completely yeah. non-committal <laughs> yeah it, it's like if someone asks whoever any actor would you ever want to be part of the marvel cinematic universe they're like yeah sure someday if the right story came along i would like yeah of course you want to get paid millions of dollars and right. be in the highest grossing franchise of all time like to stand in front of a green screen and we go look out like yeah of course you want to do that um uh and i don't i don't i don't think daisy i i love daisy ridley i think she's a very talented actress and i love her as ray and i've loved her and other things that i've seen her do i don't think she's a big enough star to say no to star wars if star wars comes back and wants her to do it i think that she'll say yes and i think we will get ray again and i i think that She's saying, I don't have any idea. I think she might have some idea. I think that somebody somewhere has been like, would you ever be interested if we we're developing a new Star Wars thing with you? Um, I mean, she, because didn't, I, she didn't have lunch at uh, Skywalker Ranch to just talk to no one. I know, right? Like, I think we t when we talked about her having lunch at Lucasfilm or whatever, it was like, sure, I'm sure, you know, 60% of that lunch was non-Star Wars stuff, but... You, there's no way you didn't talk about Star Wars right. at all during that lunch. There's zero percent chance. So like, she knows something, but she's not, she's being non-committal because she's either uncontractual, under contractual obligation to not say anything, or 
uh, you know, she does know something and it's not ready to be announced or whatever. You know, she's playing she's playing the Hollywood game like yeah. actors like to do. Um, uh, I would love to see her back in really any capacity. I'll take I'll take more Ray in any in any way, shape, or form. And yeah, I mean, for all the problems of the sequel trilogy, like the the main cast was not one of them. Casting was not an issue. No, not casting at all. was great. Yeah. Yeah, like, and even initial characterization, I don't think was a problem at all. Like, no. I really, I think, I think it went off the rails in the third one. Even though I don't hate that film as much as I did right. a few weeks ago, <laughs> we talked about my uh, reawakening to being okay with uh, Star Wars trilogy, uh, sequel trilogy. But um, uh, yeah, I just want more of her story. I think she's an interesting character, and I think she was maybe not handled as well as she could have been in the third one. But I think if you take that character as she stands now and move her forward, there's still a lot uh, to get out of her right. as an actress and as a character. Well, like you said, as your uh, why you don't mind Rise of Skywalker uh, as much as you did, the, yeah, that happened. Okay, what's next? Yeah, exactly. Right. I want to know what's next. Right. I want to know what's next. And in all honesty, if they go into what's next, it'll probably help because... For sure. You're not going to have decades upon decades of past stories that are you know leaning on it it's like you're you're in your own world you're starting a new thing that's why i'm a new excited story about the with a, yeah you give us a new story with existing characters that people already care about yeah and regardless of the uh how anybody feels about any of the sequel movies like these characters are established mm -hmm. for sure so whether you're talking about poe finn ray bb8 whoever like these characters are known to Star Wars fans, beloved by a lot of Star Wars fans, and I don't know, move them forward, and you're gonna you're gonna find some success for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, a uh, quick shout out: I uh, over the weekend I rewatched Solo, a Star Wars story, and I still love that movie. So nice. shout out to Solo. If you haven't seen it in a while, give it another shot. It's great, super fun. Love it. I think there was another Star Wars thing that I was going to mention to you, Steve, and I'm trying to think of what it was. Hmm. Oh, I read a short article that said Liam Neeson recently came out and said that he's done being Qui-Gon Jinn and has no plans to return to the Star Wars franchise as Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, that just means they need to pay him more money when he never That's exactly needs to what come I back. thought, too. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. Whenever you make like, that I statement, yeah. it's, yeah. I, well, again, much like the actors with the coach speak, that's the same thing as a player saying, like uh, any sports player, like athlete saying, "I'm not going to re-sign with this team." Oh, they paid me more more money. Okay, I'm re-signing yeah. with that team. Weird. Yeah, exactly. Like this is a guy that did, uh, you know, he did voiceover for Clone Wars episodes and stuff as yeah. Qui Gon. Like, you throw him some money, he'll show up. Even if it's just a voice, you just really just need a a, a force voice in uh, Obi Wan's head or whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, this is the guy that's done three Taken movies and a <laughs> television show. Like, Yeah, you give on. him some money, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, all right, moving on. I feel like we're flying through this week. This is like we talked about last like last week, how if it's a slower week, we take our time and we like kind of chit-chat and digress and tangent, and now we're back to a week with a good amount of stories, and we're I feel like we're flying through, Steve. Yeah. I mean, we're at, we're at 40 minutes already, so it okay, does seem to be mind. flying. But. <laughs> never mind. Just to me, it feels like we're flying, right. I guess. Thank you, dear listener, 
for sticking it out for 40 minutes so far. I feel like every 10 minutes I should thank the listener for listening yeah. just to make sure that they're <laughs> that they know they're appreciated still. I uh, got a bit of a miscellaneous universe to touch on right now. Criminal, a long-running and very popular crime anthology series, comic series, is being developed as a series at Amazon Prime. Uh, Criminal, like I said, is a crime anthology series written by Ed Brubaker, famed comic writer Ed Brubaker, and famed comic artist Sean Phillips. Uh, this was a series that originally was published by Marvel, under their icon line and eventually moved to image comics. I believe I have the first issue of their jump to image, maybe the first two issues when they started coming out under image. Very good. Like them very much. Uh, these uh, crime anthology stories that take place in center city, not central city, center city. They feature a different protagonist in each story. They're all like um, kind of interconnected but it's a different character. Like it's, you know, like I said a few times, it's an anthology, so it's a different story, but there's like kind of some reoccurring characters, but the main focus of each issue is on a different character. Uh, and um, uh, that's the series that's being adapted by Amazon Prime. Uh, Brubaker is going to serve as showrunner and executive producer of the series, which uh, media outlet Deadline is describing as, quote, an interlocking universe of crime stories. So... Calling it a universe, I think, is a little bit big, considering that all stories take place in the same city. But um, interlocking crime stories, I think, is accurate. And I'm very excited about this because I like when non-superhero comics get adapted because it's easy to forget that comics are about more things than just superheroes and capes and tights and all that shit. So um, when you... And even superpowers. Like, this is something that doesn't even revolve around powers at all. So... Um, I'm excited about this. Like, I feel like crime is a genre of comic that is underdeveloped, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a kind of a lesser known one. Steve, did you ever read Criminal? I did not. I heard about no? it. No? Yeah. I had it on the list of, you know, the, the eternal list of things that should be on the radar. Yeah. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't heard of it until uh, I heard the buzz that it was coming back at Image, uh, that it had been a Marvel uh, imprint thing, yeah. and then... Uh, was moving to image and so i jumped on the first couple issues of it and i thought it was really good it was very intriguing and it was cool to know that you're just getting like every story is a one shot like you're yeah. just getting a one shot about this it was serious like the, the serialized or, or something yeah 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 um, it's really cool and i think it's really it uh definitely works for a series um and as long like as long as you as long as they do the good a good job in the marketing Making people making sure people know that it's an anthology series that it's not going to be the same necessarily the same main character in episode one that you get in episode two or moving forward, but you'll probably see those characters reappear at the end. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be a really uh, satisfying season of television if they like really kind of pull it off. Yeah, well, and that's I don't know. Did DC ever do something like the the icon imprint? So that was kind of Marvel. I, I don't really know what the icon imprint um, was. That was Marvel's attempt to kind of keep creator-owned, like, or creator-driven stuff in-house. Oh, cool. Um, so, like, they would have their main creators making the books they wanted to under that imprint rather than going to an indie type thing. Sure. Um, I would say probably Vertigo was kind of like that for okay. uh, DC. Yeah. Um, um, I know now, like DC, just kind of like one of the icon. What's that? Kickass was one of the icon imprints. 
Or was oh, Saturday cool. Icon Imprint. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, Kick Ass is a great book. Oh, yeah. I really, I have that first volume. I have that first um, collected edition. It's really good. Nice. Um, the first movie is really good too. And I never saw the second one, but I like the first movie a lot too. Um, the uh, yeah, I would say Vertigo, and I know a lot. A lot of times now, DC just publishes creator-owned stuff under DC, like uh, right. James Tinian. Nice House on the Lake is just a DC book, but it's like... Oh, it is? Um, yeah, oh. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Um, and there's one, Tom King is doing one too that I think is just a, a DC book. But nice. I believe it used to be, yeah, it used to be, um, what you call it? Vertigo. Um, but yeah, Pumped About Criminal, I would, I would definitely uh, watch that. Like I said, it's just cool to remember that like, oh, non-superhero things can also be adapted <laughs> and made into great stuff as well. Um Speaking of comics, oh boy, do we got a comic story for you guys tonight. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a, I don't know if it's a breaking story, but it's a either today or yesterday story. Um, yeah, I, I think I saw it, it like this morning-ish on Twitter, and then my buddy Link reminded me right before we, uh, we uh, recorded, and I looked at the rundown, I'm like, yeah. oh, Mike's already got it on there, okay. Yep, I always look at uh, CBR, comicbookresources.com, for uh, any comics news when I'm looking at the rundown. And uh, this, like, really jumped out at me. It was an ex- uh, uh, CBR claiming it as an exclusive story. I guess they broke this story somehow. You may remember, dear listener, dear watcher, and certainly Steve, I'm sure you remember because we spoke about it at length, um, that there an- was a... We talked about both of these things on the show. We talked about the announcement and the cancellation of a series at Marvel called Luke Cage City of Fire. I remember we talked about when it was announced because it sounded cool as hell. Yeah. And I remember saying, I, I've i never really collected Luke Cage books, but I am going to buy this because it sounds really awesome. Um, then it was canceled. Luke Cage City of Fire um, uh, was supposed to come out in like 2021. And it was canceled. It was a three-issue miniseries that was canceled in like November of 2021. It was supposed to come out in like late 2021 or early 2022. It was like weeks away from debuting. I believe the series was nearly completed. Like all, it's like a. Th- it was only three-issue miniseries, and the third issue was already half done. Like they had the first two issues completely done. Third issue was like 50% done. Yep. And it got canceled weeks out from its debut. And uh, we never really heard why. Uh, apparently, the writer Ho Chi Anderson has said to uh, CBR.com that uh, why it was canceled. Um, this, uh, I mean, I guess I'll just read the quote. We, I mean, I, I guess we knew, I don't remember the exact description of the series when it was announced, right? but it was made, to me, I think it was made clear that it was inspired by um, the murder of George Floyd in yep. 2020 and like the civil unrest uh, that came out of that all the protests that came out of that. Um, so anyway, the writer Hochi Anderson says that Marvel basically sat him down and said, quote, we're canceling this book. We're afraid that the subject matter is going to be damaging for you. We don't want to be, we don't want you to be attacked by right wing nuts. As soon as I read that quote, I thought, oh, they just don't want, right. They're covering their brands to they're covering themselves. They don't want their brand to be hurt by right wing nuts or whatever. 
they're scared of publishing this book. And then I kept reading and he goes on to say that exact thing. He's saying he also guesses the higher ups uh, may have said that it was going to hurt their bottom line. And that's why they canceled it. And he went on to say, quote, they were really worried that there was going to be some blowback with the Kyle Rittenhouse lovers of the world or whatever. So they chose to take the cautious route. Which wow. I don't know so, the Venn diagram of people who would buy a Luke Cage book and and also Kyle Rittenhouse support nuts, a murderer like Kyle but, Rittenhouse. Yeah, um, I can't imagine it's all that much, but no stuff like this also brings people out of the woodwork. So yeah, it's not. I don't think it's that they would buy the books. It's, right. it's that they would lead a charge on, you know, uh, how terrible Marvel is now or whatever. Like Marvel's gone woke boycott marvel or whatever yeah they do that every other day dumb shit like that and i guess that was enough for marvel to get scared and cancel the book um marvel that published god loves god loves man kills in 1983 is somehow now uh, worried about civil rights like what yeah red white and um red white black black, uh, yeah yeah. phenomenal run if anyone hasn't read that yeah um so i don't get it but this is wild he goes on to describe the story what the story of the book was the story was inspired by the 2020 murder of george floyd an unarmed black man is murdered by a white police officer but the premise of the book after that incident is what happens if the mother of the victim hires luke cage to protect her son's murderer wow Wow. So it would be like in real life if the mother of George Floyd hired Luke Cage to protect Derek Chauvin or whatever his asshole's name I was. I think that sounds right. From like, I I mean, he, the, the creator doesn't, like Anderson doesn't say this, but um, I assume that it would be a thing where the mother would want, um, would not want like mob or vigilante justice to end this man's life the way that it ended the life of her son and to like show grace and be the bigger person in even the most darkest, most terrible situations and hire Luke Cage to protect the white man that illegally murdered her black son, unarmed son. Which would have been that, that story itself would have been crazy. An incredible, like, think yeah. of the conflict that would put Luke Cage in. Like, what can you imagine? Oh, yeah. a, like, a better conflict on every level for a character like Luke Cage to have to deal with. Like, oh my God. I feel like that would have been incredible. Yeah. And all um, the, I mean, all the, the cover art also showed, you know, Electra as Daredevil and some other, you know, yes. the standard, because um, this would have been, 2021 would have been post. Zdarsky's original run where Elektra yeah. puts on the mask. He said he got clearance from Marvel to use Elektra as Daredevil okay. in the book. She yep. was going to show up in the book. Um, and uh, the last super heartbreaking quote from uh, Hochi Anderson that I have here is the following. Quote, I felt like we had an opportunity to tell a story that had some real world relevance the fact that it got shut down so quickly told me unequivocally that that is not what they want. They don't want that at all. They just want safe material. So if they hire me again, that's what I'll give them. I'll give them safe material. But it's a shame because I, I, because I feel like we had an opportunity to tell a story that had some relevance. 
and they would have been on the right side of history for being strong enough to tell the story. So it's a missed opportunity. I will never do work for Marvel that is about anything other than the villain of the week wants to take over the world. End quote. Yeah. Wow. That is sad. That's it a is. heartbreaking quote from a creator that had something really sound like powerful and just magic. It just sounds like like it's it exists. It's almost right. like completely that, done. It's like there Luke somewhere. Luke Cage is that character that could fit perfectly in that situation he's the only character right. that could do this the only character could tell this story i can't think of one other character from comics that could be this the, the center of this story no and it would have been a i mean and i mean it's, maybe it's misty knight or something but like luke right. cage is like the only like top right. tier like only I mean, a list with him being you know straight up literally hero for hire like yeah. that was the subtitle of his books, like yep. a set of his books. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I never know who's listening to this, and I don't think anyone that works at Marvel is listening to it. But I just have to say, whoever canceled this book is a coward. Yeah. Whoever decided to cancel this book is an absolute coward and should be ashamed of themselves. Well, and that's the—I guess—that's the other thing is you can't even the the story can't even be told because it would have yeah. Then, like, it's not like he can take his idea to an indie and just roll with it because because it's like, centered Luke on Cage Luke or Power Cage, Man yeah. is like yep the the centerpiece of it. So right, yeah. So that's unfortunate. Cowards, Marvel, you're cowards. Though you know, I I wouldn't see anything different across the aisle or at maybe even some of the big indies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I mean, I would. I would love I mean, to say would, they would. Like, <laughs> it would be cool as it would be cool as fuck if yeah. after this story broke out, DC calls Ho Chi Anderson and goes, "Yo, write the same story. John Stewart Green Lantern is mm, your guy." There you go. But just write the same story. Yeah, that would be or Static Shock. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, it'd be different because those characters aren't necessarily like Luke Cage is like a neighborhood die you know what i mean right and like that's got, the like, whole strength powers but he doesn't have like otherworldly weird powers but like right. i think the story could still work it would still be it would be different mm. it would be different than the original intention but i would love to see that even if it wasn't indie like yo like image calling him or right boom or calling and be like yo just create your own character we'll give yeah. you six we'll give you six issues instead of three so you can create your own character build it up and tell the same story right go I'm sure he's under some kind of contract with Marvel where he can't replicate right. it. Excuse me, can't replicate it at all. But yeah. That would be great. Anyway, to what could have been. That is yep. a bummer. Well, now we're going to talk about what is. What, what is and what will be this Wednesday at your local comic book store. You're getting the following Alien number six, Amazing Spider-Man number 19, Avengers War Across Time number two, Batman number 132, uh, Bishop War College, number one. That has a really strange name for a book. I'm going to Google that one right now, actually. <laughs> I assume that it's the X-Man Bishop. It, that's what I'm thinking, but... But War, War College, College is a really weird name for a book, and it doesn't... Oh, no, it seems to not make it's sense. A, it's a Marvel joint, and that's definitely Bishop. 
Is he uh-huh. teaching at War College? Is he attending War College? What is going on at War College? Uh, the the line is the all new, all great X Men debut. Krakoa is an island paradise, and it's a vulnerable one, but not with Lucas Bishop on the case. Armor Surge, Cam Long, Aura Charles, a mess, are all his students, and their course objective is to get strong, defend the island, keep mutant kind safe. Okay, so he's teaching. What does any of that, or what does any of that have to do with an all-black X-Men team? Find out here. Celebrated TV writer Jay Holtman, mm. Cloak and Dagger, and Jessica Jones joins forces with artist Sean Damian Hill for blockbuster brawl mm. with the fate of Krakoa at stake. Oh, okay. Creative team sounds great. Yeah. All right. Well, well Bishop War College. Strange a, name, but that is sounds a, like a cool team, concept. And for some reason, Wolverine and Beast are on the cover, even though they don't aren't listed anywhere even though it's an all-black x-men team and you took two white characters put them on the cover great job marvel you keep really crushing it on the civil rights uh right yeah follow that up with the story we just had and it's like jesus christ marvel what are you guys doing uh okay uh okay anyway black panther number 14 blade runner 2039 number three bloodstained teeth number nine Daredevil, number 8. Flash, number 792. Ghost Rider, number 11. Godzilla, Monsters and Protectors, All Hail the King, number 5. That title is too long. Gotham City, Year 1, number 5. How I Became a Shoplifter, number 1. Interesting title. Uh, It's Only Teenage Wasteland, number 3. Lazarus Planet, Next Evolution, One Shot, number 1. Miracle Man, number 4. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, number 3. Poison Ivy, number 9. I can't wait for more Poison Ivy. This series is incredible have you caught up on poison i haven't because i missed i i did the what you did with superman uh or super supergirl uh, tomorrow where i have the first four and um like i was like yes this is phenomenal i need to add this to the pull forgot shit oh i thought you did put it on your pull you did no i i meant to tell jesse to throw it on the pull and never got it on there and then i've been regretting it ever since because I was getting uh, I was, the that I can't remember what artist it is those covers that they were doing that were variants that were phenomenal. Jen Bartel. Yes. Yep. Jen Bartel is one of my favorite cover artists. She's incredible. Yeah. I love everything that she does. She was doing Catwoman uh, covers for a while. Yep. I was just buying. I started reading Catwoman because I started buying the covers Catwoman books just because the yep. covers were so gorgeous. I was like, I need to own that book, and I was like, Oh, I might as well read it. Oh, this is good. I'm right. gonna pick it up. Um. Yeah, it's great. And when they extended the run after the six issues, I was like, oh, can it keep being good? And yes. It is holding up. Yes. Nice. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I have one through um, four sitting there that were great. But beyond that, eh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'll so find good. it sometime. Uh, I'm sure there's got to be a trade coming out sometime sooner. Maybe they're yeah. waiting until the next half of the run. They'll do the whole thing. Hey, Red Goblin, number one. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, number 120. Sonic the Hedgehog, number 57. I just watched the movie Sonic the Hedgehog with my son tonight hmm. for the first time. It was great. Nice. It was really good. I legitimately laughed out loud. It was like a really good action comedy for like a kid to watch, like a six-year-old kid to see. It was really good. Big fan. That'll do it. Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader, number 31. Star Wars Hidden Empire, number three. Star Wars The High Republic, number five. Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, number one. Something I didn't know was happening at all. Yep. Sweetie Candy Vigilante. I think that's number one. I forgot to put the number down, but that's a cool title. Sweetie Candy Vigilante. The Exiled, number one. And The Unbreakable Red Sonia, number three. Steve, here it is. We teased this big moment at the beginning of the episode. 
everyone's clamoring to hear what we read this week. Steve, what'd you read? Uh, about ten, Everyone's... Episodes, 10 issues of Something is Killing the Children and caught up to current uh, current state. Um, um, even 28, the most yes, recent one? was able to grab yeah, 28 I have not well. read 28 yet, so don't spoil anything for okay. me, but it's great. Isn't it awesome? Yeah, it picked, uh, you know, I there was a little, like, mini dip in there where it was kind of wallowing, like, still good, but, like, we're kind of treading water, and then picked right back up. Yeah, um, when they did the her origin thing, yeah. when it was like a flashback, yep. I was like, how long can they possibly sustain this? And mm-hmm. I do I care? Right. And, and then they, they did it for like two or three issues, and then like that was right it. Back. And then they just jumped in like, okay, now we're just going to tell you a new story. And I was like, oh, okay, now yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm back. back. In. Yeah. Yay. Um, yeah. uh, oh, uh, Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin. They yeah. started up a new run, uh, yeah. I believe, The Lost Years. Whoa. Sorry, I just knocked into my whole computer set. Everything's fine. (laughs) So I read the first issue of that. That's great. Oh, Um, good. So following up on the the five-issue miniseries, I mean, mini-trades, weird thing that took like three years to come out. I know, um, yeah. That uh, This is a a nice continuation of that story following uh, Mikey like before everything went down for the last round. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. seems, Seems solid. Uh, number two for Children of uh, the Black Sun just came out this week, and I grabbed that. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, um, you told me you picked that up. The variant on that. So the first one grabbed my attention because it was something like, something is killing the children variant. The right. second is uh, looks a, a play on House of Slaughter. Oh, cool. So apparently Ablaze, like that imprint, utilizes a lot of uh, homage covers. Yeah, and, clearly. like uses it to hook people and it works because I saw it and I was like, Oh, that looks like that thing. I like, let's try it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So, so yeah, that must mean that it is like the thing that I like. Right. So I'm going to like it. So therefore I will buy it. Thankfully nice. for this gotcha. one, it was, um, nice. and then finished up immortal X-Men, uh, the first trade of that. Cool. Cool. And I, I told you, I, I covered a lot of ground. You um, did. Yeah. Uh, caught up on Yoda. There's three oh, issues dope. of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Caught up on High Republic, all five issues of that. Wow, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So much reading. There's a lot of reading this week. So yeah. yeah. We've we've caught up to we've caught up to speed on uh all but I think like Daredevil, uh Zadarsky's Daredevil, like the, the mm-hmm. recent run, and Batman, which I haven't touched since issue two of the new run. Oh geez, yeah, you gotta get into yeah. that. Yeah, and I've heard yeah. I've heard things get wonky real quick. Like it's it's great. It's a right. lot of fun. It's just not what I expected at all. Right. It's really good. It, the writing is good, but it's not what I expected. That's all. I'll say. Oh, and then Book of Slaughter came out. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Uh, Book of Slaughter. Yeah. So it in the something is killing the children universe. Yeah. Book of Slaughter number one. Um, huh. I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah. So it's a collected on um what the hell uh, i don't even know how to describe it but i will grab it quick huh. right yeah okay all right he's sliding his chair over to grab it and he's bringing it back book of slaughter with a white mask wow yeah yeah that's so, like a deluxe thing too it's more than just a regular floppy yeah 
So I'm curious. I mean, I, I thumbed through it and I was like, I have not read this story yet, so it's got to be something new. Oh, that's cool. Let but, me know. If you it's know, good. there's actual prose Whoa, in there and like stuff. Like text and, and prose and stuff. Wow. Yeah. It's, Maybe is it kind of just like a rundown of like the Order of St. George and all the different. That's what I'm thinking. That's cool. So, either way, fun oh, times. Nice. Awesome. Oh, hey, did you ever read that uh, Berserker that Keanu Reeves did? No, like, I, I never did. I keep seeing it everywhere, and I've never yeah. heard anything or, like, it's very well advertised. Yeah, I've never heard or, is. like, read Maybe because anything a, about an it. an A-list celebrity is behind it. That might be why it's very well advertised. Right. Yeah. Oh, I think, uh, I feel like they, uh, imme- like, issue one came out, and they immediately announced that it was, like, in development on, like, a Netflix series or something, and that made everybody, including me, think, like... Did you just do this so you could do a Netflix series mm-hmm. based on like I don't know like sometimes you get the vibe that people are only putting out comics in the hopes that they get turned into a series and not right. just because they like putting out comics and so that kind of turned me off from it but I haven't I haven't heard much about it or read it no. Hmm. Uh, also with my son to finish off the things I've read uh, hit up three and four of Scooby Doo and uh, Batman. Nice. So, and are you on the newer it. the newer run of it? Because there was like a run, yeah, the, a year the or two current ago. twelve issue. The current, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that. I I found the the two back issues of one and two for this run. Okay, cool. Nice. And then awesome. Had picked up three and floor, three and floor, uh, three and four, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, I probably he's he's enjoying that enough that I'm probably throwing it on my pull list because. Oh, good. Yeah, no, it's on mine. Fun. It's on mine also. Yeah, uh, just so I can read them with my son. Um, they're cool because they do like, they're good mysteries, but they also, a lot of times they, they explore and the, like the first series, uh, kind of tackled like, here's who Nightwing is here. Who's here's bat. Here's Batgirl. Like here's this villain. Here's it. Like they kind of like bring you into the different corners of the bat verse or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they're still doing that with this series, but now they're like. We've already told you who Nightwing is. We already told you who Batwoman is or whatever. So now we have to tell you like who, uh, you know, the Batman of the Southwest is of South America. <laughs> you right. know, they're like a little more deep cut, but still, still very good. Yep. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, the only thing that I read recently, um, I started this week. I, I'm a, for those of you, I don't know, new listeners or people who don't care about me other than nerd stuff. Uh, I'm a, a singer songwriter. I'm in a couple bands as well. And for the last, this is my eighth year doing a uh, February songwriting challenge where I write and record 14 songs during the 28 days of February. So uh, most of my week has been concentrated on that and not, I haven't had too much time to read, but I was out of town this past weekend and I started reading volume five of uh, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing run which i love to death and it's one of those things i do the same thing with sandman where um there's like 10 volumes of the original sandman run i own probably eight of them and i've read six of them <laughs> so mm-hmm. i still just i kept buy i keep buying the books even though i haven't read them because i know i want to read them yep. so i have the entirety of alan moore's swamp thing run but i just haven't gotten through them all yet so i just started issue five nice or volume five and it continues to be exceptional as it always is um and yeah that's all i've been really reading lately so nice. you definitely beat me this week as far as what you're well there were enough there, but... uh there were enough you know uh, light weeks for me that yeah yeah you really had to make up yeah i've, I've now picked up the pace and right there so yes 
All right. So want to move on into one shots? Sure. Why not? Uh, All right, cool. I gave you the first one there. Yeah. I'll kick it off. Um, a show that I watched like four episodes of, and that was it. Um, one of those that was fine. I, I liked it, but just mm-hmm. never kept up on it because, well, 8,000 other things. Uh, sure. But Pennyworth uh, is officially canceled at HBO Max after season three. Womp womp. Yep. Uh, you mean Pennyworth, the origins of Batman's butler? Yes. The dumbass retitle that they gave it to hopefully oh, get wait, more they people did? to watch it. Yo, yeah, oh, yeah. The great. official title for season three was Pennyworth, the origins of Batman's butler or something like that. Like, I feel like that would get less people to watch it. We got to figure out a way to put Batman in the title so more people watch this show. I think that was their like attempt to right. save it or whatever. Um, did you like the four? I haven't seen any of this. Did you like the four episodes that you saw? You said you liked it, but it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it was fine. Like there was. I've heard it was good. Yeah. I heard it was good. I just haven't, um, haven't watched it. Um, and maybe I will still, knowing that it's only three seasons. Right. But uh, I heard it was really good, like James Bondy kind of. Um, yeah. And That's... I can't say it's a surprise that it's gotten canceled because I feel like it wasn't. I don't. I don't. I think the first two seasons were on like epics, epics or something. Yeah. yeah. It's not even like a major streamer, so. I don't think a whole lot of people watched the first two seasons, like probably less than even watched Titans and Doom Patrol, and both those got canceled. So you, mm-hmm. it's not a huge surprise that I feel like it's getting canceled, but too bad. Um, speaking of shows, sorry, what? You're going to say something? No, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of, it wasn't Pennyworth that I watched. Oh, <laughs> you know what? It was, uh, what was the Gotham? Uh, oh, Gotham? The other, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you said epics, I'm like, no, there's no way I watched that. What the hell? I know. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, does Steve have epics? Yeah. How like, did he watch what that? The fuck? What is epics? <laughs> I mean, I think the first two were on HBO Max, so you could have watched them on HBO right, Max, no. I guess, by now. No, I was way <laughs> off. I was at a completely different I was, show. <laughs> I was legitimately surprised that you watched four episodes of Pennyworth. Like, not like in a negative way. I was just like, oh my God, he watched the Alfred show? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Totally was Gotham. <laughs> totally was Gotham. I watched all but the last season of Gotham. Mm-hmm. And I might still go back to that someday, but probably not. Yeah, uh, it seemed Gotham's fine. A, a wild, insane. Yeah. yeah, the first four episodes seemed fine. Then it gets insane. Yeah. It became an, an absolutely laughably insane show, which I watched yes. because it was so insane. But not Doom Patrol insane. Nah, well, in a different way. In like okay. a, I can't believe you're doing this with these prestige characters that you have the the ability to use, and you're doing this. And this is what you've got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of <clears throat> prestige characters. Oh, the absolute most A-list characters of shows that we knew of, we knew was going to get a season two. Like, Absolutely. undoubtedly knew. And, of course, I definitely remembered that this show existed. I was going to say, I remembered that it had a season one. <laughs> Hit Monkey. Hit Monkey just got a season two order at Hulu. Okay, so if you <laughs> if you thought Steve and I were being serious about this, we, we were not. We don't remember anything about Hit Monkey. Neither of us have watched Hit Monkey. Nope. Hitmonkey's a Marvel um, character. Uh, Hulu made this deal with Marvel. They announced four shows, two of which actually went through. Hitmonkey and um, MODOK. MODOK got canceled after one season. 
Hit Monkey, I assumed was going to be canceled after one season that I didn't think anybody watched, but no, it got a season two order. It's so it's the last surviving Marvel show, although season two is not going to be branded as a Marvel show. It's just going to be under the 20th Century Studios, which is their like Fox imprint. Right. I don't know why they're doing that. This that is a seems... Marvel character. Why aren't you calling it a Marvel show? Yeah, you it's probably a Marvel want character to, like, that debuted, debuted in a Deadpool comic. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like it's again, one, I'm not familiar with the character of Hitmonkey. Two, I have not seen the show. So I don't know how much the show stuck to the original source material or not. Maybe it's like enough of a departure that they can be like, nah, this is just about a different monkey. <laughs> so it's not a Marvel thing anymore. I don't know. Um, it seems, it just seems weird that they would lose the Marvel branding, um, at all, but apparently enough people watched it that they ordered season two and it's been, it was like a year ago that the first one came out. So it's been a long time. I don't know what it's, there's a lot of weirdness here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but like you wait a year after the first one comes out to order a season two to order a season two. This is an animated thing. So like. It's going to be another two years before we see it. Who cares? Okay, so listen to this. His first okay. appearance, th- this is actually phenomenal. Uh, in okay. Deadpool 19, Spider-Man finds a local shop owner brutally murdered. Having seen Deadpool in New York earlier, Spider-Man su- suspects he's the killer and fights and catches him. Mm-hmm. Deadpool claims he has an alibi, and after examining the crime scene, says only one assassin could have pulled the job off so flawlessly. Hit monkey. Which, I mean, this is the most Deadpool thing you can think of. Uh, because wow. because Hitmonkey is known for killing other assassins, they realize that Deadpool is likely on Hitmonkey's hit list. Spider-Man reluctantly teams up with Deadpool to catch him. Wow, that sounds kind of a, that sounds great. Yeah, adapt that, make that a movie. Right. I want to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's got animated written all over it right there. I want that to be an episode of Hitmonkey. Yeah, is Spider-Man Deadpool teaming up to kill Hitmonkey? That's what I want. That's great, man. You tell me, Deadpool three. Is Tom Holland Spider-Man teaming up with Deadpool to kill a monkey? And that's the <laughs> that, greatest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. That's Deadpool 4 <laughs> after after the Wolverine one. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Well, we already know that yep. that's not going to happen. Yeah, I want, that's what I want for Deadpool 4 or the next Tom Holland Spider-Man oh, movie. Oh, no, even better. The sequel, you know, we're going to rewind Logan, the prequel to Logan. Uh, Hit Monkey has been seen with the Howling Commandos when they help old man Logan rescue Jubilee from Dracula. Those are words that all came out of my mouth that were a sentence. (laughs) Hardcore into that. I am hardcore into that. (laughs) I want more weird Uh, shit like that. Like we talked about how Frankenstein is going to be in the Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein are going to be in the DCU. Yep. Straight up. Give me Dracula in the, in uh, Marvel cinematic universe. I want blade to fight Dracula. I want Wolverine to save Jubilee from Dracula. Right. Next man. Hit monkey, dumb, dumb Dugan, (laughs) old man, Logan rescuing Jubilee from Dracula. Like, what more do you need? (laughs) Comics. I love them. Yep. I love them. Anyway, hit monkey season two, be on the lookout for that. It's coming at some point. I know you are all were clamoring for hit monkey season two. Yeah, just about as much as, uh, what was it earlier that we were all clamoring for? The Ant-Man book. Yeah, can't wait for that. I'll, I'll read the Ant-Man book while I'm watching Hitmonkey Season 2. Well, uh, now that we're done being facetious, something we actually are looking forward to. Uh, yeah. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which was supposed to come out in May, uh, or March, because my M months are backwards, uh, was supposed <laughs> to come out March 17th. Um, Same It has officially been pushed back to April. 
Hmm. EA says that the game is content complete but needs some extra time to take minor changes and adjustments before release, which in my brain says that's fine as long as it's good. Yeah. Put it out whenever the hell you want. Yep. Like I'm I miss studios pushing games because they weren't ready instead of yeah. like Agreed. hitting a date and then putting out like making you wait for DLC to make the game whole. Yeah, exactly. Um or like you have to update because they released the thing that fixed the thing that didn't work, you know, like yeah, take your time like if you're going to if if there are enough little details and minor changes that you can make that's going to make it an exceptional game versus right. just like a fine okay or good game, then yeah, take that time. Take an extra it's it's a month, you know? Yeah. It's not even like they're pushing it back a year. Take a month. And I will still buy Jedi Survivor when it comes out in April and play the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, for our, our small video game corner we have, too, uh, and for anyone who didn't realize, that is the direct sequel to Jedi Outcast. Um, or no. Uh, Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, Jedi Outcast was the sequel to Dark Forces Jedi Knight uh, oh, way okay. back in the day. So I oh, did okay. I did name a Star Wars video game. However, I'm it was sure the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, wasn't wasn't there some like content? In, it was like a, either a novel or a comic or something that bridges these two games. I think so. Uh, I think I there's think there a mini series kind of, or something. Yeah, yeah. I think there was good old Cal Kestis. Yep. Which the the mocap guy like if they ever bring him into live action, like they used his actual model. It wasn't like he yeah. was mocap and yeah. Uh, that actor. Speaking of Gotham. Played uh, the Joker in Gotham, the oh, Gotham really? series. Oh, yeah, cool. Yep, Cameron Monaghan, I think. Is yeah, his name? no, yep. is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, that sounds Irish enough. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure we've said this. I'm sure we've said this before on an episode of this very podcast. But I can almost guarantee that that dude is going to show up in Ahsoka? a Disney Plus show, Ahsoka Mando season three. Like yeah. that, Somewhere. he is coming. Yep. He is coming. Skeleton crew, whoever, yeah. whatever. There you go. We're going to see Cameron Monaghan as Cal Kestis in a show, and it's going to be a a fandom surprise, and everyone's going to freak out, and everyone's going to be like, who's that? You didn't play the game. <laughs> um, no, what I was going to say was uh, Spider-Man is, you know, we know Spider-Man 2 is coming out this fall. Uh, oh, yeah. Insomniac, I can't I remember, I can't remember whether it was a tweet or something else. They alluded to the fact that Wolverine will be coming fall twenty four. So really, that soon? Yeah. My God. I also so, I can't remember what it was, but I feel like I saw on Twitter I saw there was an update on the Wonder Woman game that was oh, really? announced a year ago or so. Yeah. And I don't remember what the update was, but it made me like I forgot. I was like, oh yeah, shit, they're making a Wonder Woman game. I can't, I cannot believe that, and I'm very excited about it. Um. Yeah, there's very little information about it, but I really hope that it's just God of War, but with Wonder Woman, and she's just fighting giant mythological monsters the whole time. That would be fucking dope. Yeah. So Insomniac's Wolverine officially, officially, quote-unquote, reportedly, officially reportedly, targeting fall 2024 release with mature rating. So they're... I am... I, I don't think how they could do a Wolverine game without a mature rating. Nah. <laughs> That'd be like I a am... non-rated R Deadpool movie. I'm out of my mind excited for that Wolverine yeah. game, and I've just seen ju- only the teaser, and I just... Dude, just I think I said this teaser. one when they... Sorry, what's that? <laughs> just that teaser was enough. <laughs> that teaser... I think I'm... If you go back 
a year and a half or whenever when we yeah. talked about that teaser coming out. I guarantee you I said the same thing. But for some reason, just watching that teaser made me remember why I love the character of Wolverine yeah. so much. And if you take away all like the the Hugh Jackman of it and like the movies that he, and like the oversaturation of that character, like mm-hmm. I don't need a not live action adaptation. I don't need old man, whatever. I don't need what clones or whatever kind of crazy stuff that's happened in the books. Like just give me just Wolverine without any like fat on him, without any bullshit. Like, I don't know. Just that teaser was just like, oh yeah, I love this guy. Yeah, I like. I forgot how much I loved him because of the oversaturation of that character. But I am pumped to see more about that game and play that game. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be two years from now. It's going to be good. Can't wait. Uh, Speaking of things that I guess were going to be good the whole time, and I didn't believe it, Uh, but now here we are. Well, we still don't know if it's actually good. Just like the first one, it wasn't good. I've heard I've heard mixed things. I've heard I, it was I a great nature documentary. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I think I know one person that has seen it. The same and person yet, is the only person I know that's seen it. Yeah. Shout out to our friend Matt Peseta. Yeah. That's that's the only person I know that has seen <laughs> it. Only person I know that has seen this movie and yet Avatar 2: The Way of Water is now somehow the fourth highest grossing movie of all time and I don't I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, the answer is that people just love the Avatar movies more than I ever thought possible. Well, and I think I'm, I would also be very curious as to, you know, like we, like we had the running joke with the original Avatar that, you know, it's only anyone's ever seen ever seen once. Um, Like I would be very curious if the, if the follow-up once it's out of theaters and onto some streaming service, if anybody's watching it, yeah, because right. I, I mean, it, the original Avatar was an experience in the theater. Yeah. This I've heard is an experience in the theater. I'm, I don't think I'm going to see it in the theater. Like I just don't want to. <laughs> I don't I, know. I just don't have. I'm the torn because I like. See it. I know I should see it in the theater because that's Same. how it's intended to be seen. Yeah, but I also don't have three hours of my life to just to throw. I just at don't want that. to. Yeah. <laughs> I like, just don't want to. Maybe it's if hard. my kid was older and he could go and like we could make it a thing, but yeah, eh, no. I just don't have the energy. I would see a three-hour movie about something else. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, theater. we did. It was called Endgame. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We're we're talking about doing commentaries. All right, we should do a commentary for Avatar Two: The Way of Water, but <laughs> wait until it's on streaming. There you go. <laughs> and, and our first viewing of it, we'll do a commentary on the first time we're watching it. <laughs> so we'll just talk uh, over a movie we haven't seen. <laughs> I mean, part of part of me thinks this isn't a bad idea to run. I don't these, think it's like, a bad idea either. These commentaries, all right. But oh, especially on movies we haven't seen, I think yeah. is a good idea. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> these is long that? stretches where we don't say anything because yeah. we're just like invested. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that, that's an undertaking too. That's a three hour movie. That's a oh, long yeah. commentary. Yeah. So man. <laughs> Shout out to the two people that listen to that uh, while watching Avatar The Way of Water in the future. Um, so of note, though, uh, you know, it's fourth place all time. Uh, two of the other spots are James Cameron. I know. Which is yeah. insane. The man just prints He's got winners. three of the four highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah. Three out of five. 
It's insane. It's insane. And I, I wish I had more like commentary for this. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I don't know that I ever will understand it. I don't get most Cameron movies and why there's the hype. Like, I mean, I, since I think T2. he's a good filmmaker. Uh, I think he's a good filmmaker. I like a lot of his movies, and I understand that. I I understand why a lot of them are very popular, but well, I don't understand why. But the we Avatar can movies we can we can mention all of his movies in like three seconds. It's yeah. Piranha Two: The Spawning. <laughs> because why not? Which I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one. I of all people, you would be the person. That, uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> Puinsky better have seen that movie. I'm uh, sure Dave Puinsky <laughs> has. Yeah. Uh, Terminator, Aliens. Great. Win, great. win. The Abyss. Two bangers. What was that one? The Abyss. The, oh, yeah. The Abyss is a great movie, too, yeah. T2. Banger. True Lies. Yep. Classic. Titanic. Classic. Yep. But Avatar. So, yeah. Avatar, yeah. Avatar, Avatar, Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the only it's movie he's ever he hasn't done. made a movie since Avatar, <laughs> yeah. and it's been 13 years, and he made the sequel, and it's the highest grossing movie of all time. I don't understand how that's possible. I just don't understand no, how it's his, possible. His last three movies that he's made have been one, have been three, and four. Have been movies of all time. <laughs> and one of them was made more than two decades ago. Oh, I don't get it. I mean, God bless James Cameron, I guess. Like, he's clearly got the juice. He knows something. Yeah. He knows something that I don't know. And... I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be, like, who's going to catch that? I feel like at some point, I, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say, like, I'm trying to think of someone else that can crack into that top four. And my first thought was Marvel. But, like, I don't know if the hype is there. Not I anytime think... soon. The hype's not there for Marvel right now. Right. Maybe think... by the time we get to Secret Wars, if they if they do everything right up until then. And that's a maybe big Secret Wars gets there. But, like, that's the only thing in sight. I think, unless some crazy random thing happened. Like like Avatar was like a random thing where I don't understand how Avatar made that much money. I don't understand that. Yeah. I also don't understand how the sequel made that much money. So like I don't know, whatever whatever maybe fucking maybe the Flash is just a wild success and becomes the third highest grossing movie of all time. Right. It's but, gonna have to be something, you know, out of the out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Until Avatar three comes out, I guess. Right. Because there's no way they're not making all five of those movies right now. Right. If the second one can come out 15 years later and still be the fourth highest grossing movie of all time, yeah. they're making all five of those movies. That yeah. is a green light on all five Avatar sequels. Yeah, unless he doesn't want to, then yeah. Well, like months ago, he was saying like, well, if I get to make the fourth one, then great. If I don't, then I'll just make the three because the third one's almost done or whatever. Right. But now they're like, they're 100% making all five of those. If they can make three Fantastic Beasts movies that keep bombing at the box office and they keep making them, they're going to make five Avatar movies. Like, if the fifth Avatar movie makes, I don't know, makes $500 million, then they'll be happy. Who cares? Yeah. No. Anyway. Here we are. Here we are in an Avatar world, and I don't understand it. Yep. It's the Navi's world. We're just living in it. We're just living in it. Yep. Um. One thing I anyway. realized is we've, uh, you know, we're we're at an hour and a half, and we still haven't even talked about Last of Us or Bad Batch. Oh, jeez, so. yeah, we're bad about um, episode recaps lately. I haven't watched um, 
I, I haven't watched tonight's Last of Us, obviously. Same, yeah. Um, and we shouted I don't, out. I don't know where they could go after last week, so like, I almost don't um, want to watch it. Like that. Well, was they the, ju- I mean, the they just apex. go back to the yeah, yeah. I mean, they just go back to the Joel and Ellie right. story, obviously. Um, Which they did tie in episode three very, very. Oh, well. it was great. Like, oh, the I loved it. Was um, perfect. I mean, we we said it on the on we gave it a shout out on the James Gunn yep. recap episode how it was the greatest one of the greatest episodes of television we've ever seen, and that still is the case. Yeah, that's still the case. Yeah, even a, even a week after watching it, I'm just like you know. Yeah, I still keep thinking back to it like that was really good. Yeah. So I I might be behind on the Bad Batch. What was the most recent Bad Batch episode? Uh, it involved lightsabers. Oh, or, or a lightsaber. with gun. With Gunji the yep. Wookiee? Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't seen it yet. Sorry. Yep. So that's it it was fun. Last time I saw the one was the one before that, which I thought was like just a man. Filler, yeah. Like I don't care about this. Well, you come and again, you came down off of episode three for that, where it was like Yeah. Well, no, episode four was like the race one with Teo. I like uh, that. Yeah. And uh, that was fun. Yep. That was good enough to keep me invested, but the other one I was like, I'm kind of checked out yep. on this. I don't really get why I care about this. Yeah, um, that was the the heist at the on the yeah, and that felt kind of like like a season one episode because like a lot of season one I was like, okay, it's Pretty fine, but, but I'm not yeah. invested, and that's kind of what the last episode felt like. But Gunji will get you um, back into it. I'm sure that it will. I'm sure he will. I'm very excited about that. So I'll watch it. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. There we go. And I'll watch uh, Last of Us, and we'll t- maybe talk about that next week. Right. I feel like when we we haven't done official. I mean, so far this year, we haven't done any official, like, separate show recaps. I feel like we probably should start that when Mando Season 3 hits. We'll do, like, yeah. separate and it recaps. isn't the awkward same time that we record dropping, so. Yes, exactly. I think that's, that's the only reason we're not covering Last of Us separately. Right, when it's Last of Us or House of the Dragon, that's tough when it's the same night that we usually record, so. Yep. But we'll, we'll get back into it with Mando Season 3, March 1st. Um, but until then, I don't know, that's all I got, Steve. You got anything else? No, I think that's it. Uh, feel free to like, subscribe, you know, give us a mention on the socials at the Multiverse Report, uh, Multiverse RPT on Twitter. If you want to check out the website, multiverseport.com. Uh, if you want to send us an email, the Multiverseport at gmail.com. It's funny how it's all the same things on all these places. Yeah, um, crazy. Yeah. And, you know, like, subscribe, leave us a review. We're here. Yeah. Let us know if you're buying that Ant Man book. We need to know. <laughs> Uh, why? <laughs> we need to know why. Um, also, if you saw Avatar 2, let us know why. We need to know why. Um, and uh, that is all. So until next time, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the multiverse.